Hi, this is Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart, the podcast where I discuss all things that have led me to who I am as a woman to date. With a background in fitness and holistic well-being, I explore how life situations have shaped me along the way. Join me each and every week when I discuss topics and issues that I and other women have encountered along the journey. Each week, we'll be discussing topics that have had an impact in the lives of women and how it has helped shape their feminine identity. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart. So glad you could take time out of your busy schedule and join me for this week's episode. As from so many feedback that I get from women that they're really enjoying the podcast and find the topics refreshing and engaging, I'd like to take this opportunity to encourage all women to share with their friends and family and see who else can join this community. Last week, we spoke about the subject of the importance of saying no. Their feedback has been phenomenal. I did give you a sneak preview and say there was a part two to this topic of saying no. So here it is. Let's dive in. This week I want to discuss navigating friendships and how you interact with our peers, how parenting and saying no has its impact. And finally, one of my favourites, the art of saying no with grace. So as you know how I do it, let's start from the beginning. Navigating friends and social circles. Dealing with friendships and social circles is one of the most empowering and sometimes challenging ways of saying no that I've ever had to do. Different people come in your life and they teach you so many different things. Sometimes it's about ourselves, sometimes it's about how people see us and how we need to deal with it in a different way. Anyone that knows me can testify I've had various types of friendships. Some have been good, some haven't been so great but all of them I'm very grateful for and I've definitely learned about Mel in the process. One friendship that stood out that I really had to learn to say no to, she was an amazing woman. We had such an energy and a zest for life. She was passionate, she was engaging, she was adventurous, such a lovely spirit. Our issue came about because we were at different stages of life. My commitments and hers were slightly different. I wasn't always able to engage in the projects and the events that she would like to. As enticing as they would be, I would still have responsibilities and commitments that I I would have to take care of first. My goodness, she had a problem with it. There was a particular event that she wanted to go to and we discussed going to it. At the time, my boys were quite small, so I had to make sure that my other half was around to support with the childcare so I could attend this event. It was an evening event, he worked in the day, so it was just a kind of handover to make sure that it can be conducive to both of us to go. Because of where she lived and where I resided, it was about travel and making sure that transport was arranged. I couldn't confirm that I would be able to attend purely because it was outside of me and I had to make sure that it worked for everybody involved because I couldn't commit obviously I knew it would be such a headache if I wasn't able to go but I had to be honest about what I could do but I hadn't got back to a particular time when I planned to I was communicating with her to the best of my ability to let her know I'm not sure if I could still make it and when I did reach out to her she'd already booked her ticket and I unfortunately had to say I wasn't going to be able to attend this event my goodness she was upset to say the least really upset now we had a few situations like this where there was such a pressure on my attending with her that if I wasn't attending it would result in her being highly disappointed she wouldn't want to go and she had other people that she could go with but she was absolutely adamant she wanted to go with me I couldn't commit I couldn't promise so because I couldn't do that I know that she was upset because of that it got to a point where she was expecting me to refund for tickets and having really bad mood swings about me not being able to go now I can only do so much but I had to be honest and say listen 
listen, you have expectations of me that I can't fulfill because I'm in a place in life where I have to think of others and they are my priorities. We had to then have a break because me saying no was such an issue that she could not comprehend it and how exciting and enticing these events were, they were not able to come before my commitments. That was never gonna happen. And because of that, the friendship became quite toxic and we had to part ways. Sad as it was, it highlighted to me that I had to put boundaries in place. No one is gonna respect boundaries more than you about you. I had to learn that in other friendships where where I've been so available for others, I forgot to look at what I needed to do. Because sometimes, let's be honest, our ability to be so open and available for others deflects and distracts us from looking at our own life and what we need to be paying attention to. And sometimes it's easier to support your friend because compared to what you have to do, it seems a breeze. And you can manage theirs where for your own life, it may need a bit more work and could be that bit more challenging. Everyone's meant to mirror from us from some degree, but we've still got to put boundaries in place. For me, I had to learn to not be so available. Saying no to being at certain events, that happens, but saying no and meaning no, that's a different thing. Phone calls that can't go on for two, three hours about the same thing that we've discussed. They've, the friends had a plan, they're all up for it and they're back again with a similar situation. No one's saying that we can't go through lessons and go through life and need our friends. Of course we do. But us as the friends, we have to be honest about how much time we can give access to ourselves. We have to put boundaries up. That means some people saying no. That means when that phone rings, not answering it because you don't have the time to invest in that conversation right now. Your business is a priority for you. Because of that, I then learned how to have healthier relationships through being assertive, through saying, do you know what? If I've got time, I'll give you a call back. But if I don't, just understand I might be a little bit more busy, but when I can, I'll get back to you. Is that okay? Because people then had to learn to respect there was healthy boundaries that I put up also that I expected healthy boundaries to be shown for me as well you're not going to be able to always have access to me you're not always going to be able to have my time and my effort and energy but that's absolutely okay I've realized the importance of saying no and having boundaries more so with my children my goodness do you know when you've seen children and you're like who's running this show the mother or the child the parent or the child because I can't tell the difference here when I've been out with my boys I remember one time we were in a shop and my elder wanted this toy he's like mom 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 try to make a scene in the shop he wouldn't put this thing down I said honey put it down son no no I wanted it I wanted it I said I tell you you're not gonna be having this toy I remember it being a toy that he wanted I said no you're not having it and he made a bit of noise and you know when your child tries to embarrass you in public but you've got to stay strong because if I let you get the best of me child it's a wrap and so <laughs> And sometimes for me, it's a flash of the future where I think if you take this liberty with me, then my goodness, who knows where it's going to end? And I can't take that. For the preservation of the relationship and the boundaries, I've got to tell you no. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I couldn't afford what he wanted. So the no was because no, mummy don't have it. But also it was no because you don't get to dictate what you want, how you want it, where you want it, child. I run this show. This is where the importance of setting boundaries for children, for my boys in particular, was so imperative. I was able to see with other children around me, especially when I was going to my boys' schools, and just you to go to the mother and baby events or the play groups or whatnot, where the parents were more concerned about how it looked than setting boundaries for their children. And ultimately, as they got older, you just saw that setting boundaries were too late now. There's a balancing act that maybe didn't happen because you weren't able to say no. That in other ways of parenting can be impacted by professional commitments, personal commitment. When I first had my boys, I didn't have time to be as sociable with my friends because I was a mum. 
I was a new mum and there were social things that I could not do. There were personal things that I couldn't do. I had to say no to myself to some degree because my priority was my child. That can be really difficult sometimes when you want to do things, when you want to do things for yourself, but your commitment to your parent and to your child has to come first. The same could be said for professional careers. The amount of times when I've wanted to do things within my career, feeling and believing that I was ready for that change, but my child wasn't. Going back to college, I remember I wanted to do hairdressing. At this stage, the boys were reception and they were in nursery, and I wanted to go back and study. That was a balancing act and a half. Any mother that's tried to study with children and have a career, all of the above, or just more than one of those, knows the challenge. That's what we had to do. I had to prioritise what was important to me and work around it. Thankfully, I was able to complete my course with the support of my friend. It was a challenging time. However, I had to learn that commitments can sometimes overlap. But in order to gain that, having a system in place definitely is the most important thing to do. This helps build resilience. My boys possibly didn't like the fact that I wasn't there to pick them up three days a week. However, they had to adapt they had to be resilient. They had to see the positive role model that I was doing by showing them there are times in life, honey, you're going to need to balance a few things. And like I said, they're in primary school and nursery, but they remember that I was going back and forth and their aunt was picking them up from school. And my oldest son would say, mum, we're going to McDonald's today because they knew that there was their treat with their aunt that would pick them up. That was part of the experience of them adapting, of them seeing the changes that can happen in life. When you say no, it doesn't mean no forever. It just means no right now. So yes, we can go to do those things. We can have all the treats that you wanted to have before. But now that mummy's finished what she needs to, I've got more space to now take time back into what we used to do, create a new routine and get some of those no's into a yes. It was so important to set those boundaries. And without those, I genuinely feel that the boys' parenting experience would have been very different. When I first had to say no and learn it, mean what it meant to me, it was from a place of self-love, a place of understanding my value. Through sitting with yourself, through having a mindfulness of how you add value, what you need in your life definitely helps with your decision making. You have to come to a point where you can say, that's right for me, that's not right for me. And I believe that comes through sitting with yourself, listening to your intuition, and trust in your instincts. If you're not aware of what's best for you, nobody else can. They can have an opinion, they can have an idea. I genuinely feel that sometimes people believe they want the best for you, they have their agenda as well. That's the nature of the beast. That's humans, I genuinely feel. They want the best for you, hopefully not at a cost of them losing access to you. I've had to sit with myself and say, you know why you're only saying yes to everybody. As I mentioned before, it's because I don't wanna say yes to myself. No to someone means yes to you. And when you say yes, what does that mean? What does that look like? Does that mean some healing needs to take place? Does that mean that regrouping, finding out what you want to do, planning, executing those plans, taking that new commitment to yourself, by giving that no to somebody else, you're saying yes to you. You are creating a healthier relationship with your inner self and in essence your outer self by being committed to saying no. Because not every yes is going to serve you. And at times, don't get me wrong, being available for other people and saying yes 
It's part of our design. We're meant to be able to serve and help others, not at the cost to self, not at the cost. That's why I'm a huge advocate. Self-care, self-love has to come before we give others, has to come before we give to others. Because if we don't, we won't know the true value of being in this experience. We won't understand who we truly are if we're only, if we are only pouring out to others. What are we pouring from? What standards are we setting for our environment and in our life if we don't know what the person that's actually living our life needs and wants sitting with self is is imperative designing creating the life that you want is your birthright and saying no like I said and I stand by it and maybe that was the mantra to myself to push through and have conviction in what I was doing when I was saying no because I felt bad it wasn't easy at first when you say no to people at first they're not gonna be like yeah you go I get it they'll be like hold on a minute where you going (laughs) people get used to people habits of forms dependability the art of saying no it doesn't start off very arty it doesn't start off with any type of style when you're saying no at first it can be so uncomfortable saying no I remember the first time I had to say no well, when I say the first time, the first time I consciously remember the fact of where I would normally be available, I had to then say no. And I did it not because of I didn't want to do it. I genuinely wasn't in the headspace to give. I couldn't do what I would normally do. And I would only have been showing up because the person wanted me to. So I was requested to support with a letter. And I don't mind doing things like that if I can help. No problem at all. I was asked, can I write this for somebody and it's a situation that's going on. And I had been involved in that situation for some time. I just didn't have the headspace. And I could feel the urgency because it literally was, could you write this letter for me now or support me with this letter now, please, because it needs to go. And what happened prior to that, I'd already written one. And I'd stopped what I was doing because I was going through a project at the time, working with people to create a business forum, really quite pressured. But they'd called me and said, I really need you, Malcolm. It's really important. It's to do with the situation we spoke about before. Could you do it for me now, like right now? I was like, oh, okay. So I stopped what I was doing. I stopped. I wrote the letter. I gave it the best as I could. And I and I sent it over to them. And they said, oh, thanks. I'll, I'll give it to them later. I said, later? But I thought you wanted it now. No, so that's not a good time. I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. Now, my thing was, hold on. I, I stopped what I was doing. Not because you owed me, just because you wanted that. And I was aware that what it meant to you. And you didn't even need it. You didn't even want it. You just wanted to make sure that you had it from me. But you'll get back to it. Just because you're here. And that was, for me, the big reminder People only do what they can. They only take what you give. If you don't give, they can't take, right? When I got back to my project, I was really behind. I believe it had to be done that particular evening. I wasn't ready. I had delayed myself for at least an hour and a half and it just spilled over into what needed to happen. But I committed to it, so I had to get on with it. The following week, I believe, they got back in touch with me again and asked for a similar type of support. I said, I just can't do it right now. I have got a lot going on. And if I can, I'll get back to them. Now, I could hear the the tone of, Oh, oh, not now. I was like, no, I can't do it right now. And you know, sometimes when you say something for the first time, there's a heat, like an unnervous or an uncomfortable shift of doing something that you're not used to. Doing something that's a little bit foreign to you and you feel guilty. And I'm like, nah, I don't get to feel guilty for saying no. 
because I'm saying yes to what matters to me. And right now, what I need to do is put myself first. And that was me honouring what I needed. Honouring what worked for me without putting other people first. Now, I didn't ask what happened to that situation because generally by the time I got back to them, it had already been sorted. But it was going to be sorted without me anyway. And it reminded me of thinking, you think you're that great, Mel. You're actually not. Because without you, it was still sorted. So you weren't as crucial to the outcome as you thought. And my ego was like, what do you mean? But they came to you. No, honey, it still happened without you. So you are replaceable. You're not irreplaceable, as Beyonce would say. You are definitely replaceable. And no doubt, the person did what they needed to do and sorted out what they needed to. Without me, wow, look at that. Life moves on. But that's what I mean about honouring yourself. Having the grace to say, I don't want to do that. Not feeling guilty and being open to trusting yourself and doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. This in turn will make you a better person. Saying no is not saying never. It's just saying not right now. And if you choose to change your mind at any given point, That's your prerogative. On your terms, that's all it has to be. This is your life. I say that all the time. You only get one shot at it. Make it count. Make it one that's free and easy and breezy. No heavy pressures, no burdens. We can have it of our own without having others dump it on us. So say no. It's quite liberating once you start. Trust me. So this week, I would like you to listen to yourself. Sit down and have a conversation with your inner voice and find out what are you not saying no to? How can you implement a more practical decision-making process in your life? Number two, who have you seen say no? That it was a style that you could appreciate and maybe even adapt to your own. That was respectful, polite and something that you think, I like the way that was done. Maybe I can incorporate or tweak a version of that. Borrow it and see if you implement it, how it works for you. And finally, do an audit on how you're fostering healthy relationships in your environment. Are they how you'd like them to be? Do they need a little tweak here and there? Could you use the word no a bit more than you are currently? That's my stance of the power of saying no part two. I hope you've enjoyed this installment. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate the time you spent. I hope you're able to reflect on some of the questions that I poised and see if you can incorporate them into your life. If anyone would like to have a conversation with me, feel free to message me at Garden Self on all social media platforms. And let's have a conversation about any topics you'd like to discuss further. Feel free to look at our website, www.gardenerself.co.uk and look at our products and see if they can be incorporated into your self-care regime. I've loved having you today. Take care of yourself. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self. I've been your host, Mel Urquhart. Please stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, all under Gardener Self. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I'll look to add them into future episodes. Be sure to follow and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast was a production of Garden of Self and was produced by The Podcast Boutique.